0: Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake, coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton back producing today across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Costa Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello.
1: Hello, Jake. Hope you're doing well. Austin, uh, we we got by without you yesterday, but we missed your uh, your sparkling personality.
2: What a backhanded compliment! That was a backhanded
1: compliment. Wait, wait. wait. We I got was... by
2: without you, but welcome back. I, well,
1: we, I missed we, we...
2: Austin
0: greatly on all levels. <laughs> well,
1: what's the, pro- the problem with that is, if I say, "Oh, we got, we, 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 really struggled without you, man," we, I mean, then that, then that, uh, that slaps down the guys who were kind enough to fill in. And so I thought that uh, I was diplomatically saying we got by. I didn't say we soared. You know, and, and, and a nice—you fa- <laughs> guys, am I trying to compliment people?
0: Well, you're being dishonest, though.
1: No, I'm not.
0: Diplomatic, being, I'm sorry.
1: What, how am I being dishonest? No, really?
0: no, we we appreciate uh, those who filled in yesterday, and we're glad Austin's back today. Doesn't need right. to be mutually exclusive or—, or clouded well, i disagree
2: i think it's either all credit to me or i don't want any part of you
0: austin rocking his uh his titans shirt today oh good You're
2: looking uh, looking sharp there i have two pieces of titans swag a ryan Tannehill jersey no. <laughs> an eddie george jersey <laughs> new uh, head coach where he just got a job at he ten- did? tennessee state wow anywho wow did he run out of money? Why would you want that I job? I don't know. I don't know. Uh I've, I've got that jersey and this shirt and I figured it looks good. A shirt is appropriate for everyday wear. I don't know about a jersey. No, I You got to no. be going to a game, right? I suppose.
0: I have some old football jerseys that I accrued over the years and it's been quite some time since I have worn
2: them. I have a Joe Germain Utah Blaze jersey. Wow, you still hung on to that, huh? I don't know
1: where I got it
2: honestly. <laughs>
1: Where'd you get the Titans T-shirt you're wearing today? From you. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. thought we made that what clear. Are you
2: fishing for credit there,
1: Gordon? <laughs> I mean, I
2: got by without it before, but thanks for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well said.
0: Uh, so, yeah. So, Austin's uh, showing his Titans fandom today at the office. So, that's nice. How, how are you, Gordon? What's going on in your world, buddy?
1: Oh, I'm doing well, thanks for asking. Uh, yeah. Just... Um, uh, i'm getting by uh and uh and soaring at the same time i i feel good
3: you're
0: soaring yeah. i like that okay
1: good yeah yeah have you ever been on that ride at disney at, uh, Cal- at california adventure that's uh, soaring over california
2: uh no well, it's a great ride yeah, yeah. it's like very you're on right. a hang glider that's yeah
1: cool. very refreshing don't you think us
2: they've changed it though gordon
1: Uh oh about 10
2: what? years ago in fact what they changed it to soaring across the world Ooh. It's no longer just California. They, sure oh, wait a that.
1: second! It wasn't ten years ago. I've been to Disneyland since then, but uh, maybe a couple years ago.
2: I'm not sure. Actually, I'll check right. the
1: blogs. All right. Anyway, that's well. Soaring, if you're
2: soaring, yeah. that gives me
0: a goal for the day to bring you down a few notches.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. I you want you barely you
0: know. off the ground by the end of the show.
1: <laughs> What's new? I mean, that happens every day.
2: Uh, 2016. Exactly. For those that couldn't live without that
1: data. Oh, all right. Well, it's been a while. Then I got to get on back to. Do you Walt's place?
2: <laughs> I don't uh,
0: think I don't think you can unless you're a resident of the state of California.
1: Is that the way But it works? you're
0: you're yeah. really you're really well dialed in down there. I'm sure you could skirt, skirt the rules <laughs> somehow.
1: Yeah, well, some people hate hate going there. I I I enjoy it because the people I go there with. I I can't remember a time when I didn't go there. Without, with it, with it, uh, didn't go without kids. I mean, I always take the kids, and so if they're having fun, then, then I have fun.
0: Uh, I've got a, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll throw this take at you since we're talking Disneyland or whatever for some reason. I, I'm holding off on that trip with my one, soon to be two children as long as possible. Here's my theory is because if I'm going to invest that kind of scratch and, and that kind of, um, Effort. Right. You know, you might as well it's, go an, to it's effort. No, no, no. I, I want to make memories.
1: And you want them to remember. And I want remember. them to
0: remember. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, y- you know, the discussions in my household started at like when when Sadie was like a year and a half. Like, should we look into Disneyland? It's like, no, hey, let's hold off now. Let's let's not go down that road until we we know we're <laughs> making some memories here. Am I am I way off?
1: No, no. I think you're probably pretty smart. To do it that way. Yeah, because uh, I'm
0: going to end up there regardless. I mean, it seems like what uh, most kids do at some point during their adolescence. But uh, I'm holding off until real memories can be made.
1: Yeah, I mean, although although she would have a lot of fun going there. Right, now, right. But does yeah. it count if two years
0: from now she has no <laughs> idea we even did it?
1: Yeah, but if I, I had followed that plan, I mean, oh, I, I would have missed out some memories of my own.
0: Fair enough. But, I hear you. Yeah. I, I hear you. But
1: you one know, time, I'll tell you this, I mean, uh, Jake. One time we went to. If I want to flush uh, down
0: money on my own memories, I'm going to do something <laughs> else besides Disneyland. I'll tell well, you that right now.
1: You make a strong point there. But uh, one time we took, when my oldest daughter, who is now, you know, I, I won't give out her age, but I mean, she's she's adult, an adult with five kids. Uh, when we took her to SeaWorld when she was really young. Uh, I mean, I, I don't remember how old she was she's was like three or, or something. Anyway, we're there and there was in this one place, there was this uh, thing you could climb up if you could do it, but nobody could do it. Nobody could climb this thing. It was like a I don't even know how to describe it. It was the shape of a volcano, but it was padded, you know, soft. And so my wife says wants to take uh, Lauren over there. And she was doing something else. And uh, I took her over there and I turned around and I was looking over a different way. And like 20 seconds later, I turned back around and my daughter's sitting on the top of this thing. She climbed up there by herself. I still don't even know how she did that. Nobody else could do that. I thought, what's that guy's name who does that, that, that was in that solo documentary?
2: Eric Weinmeier Yeah, that's right.
1: Climbed no, Everest, no.
2: didn't he?
1: Yeah, well, one oh, no. gay. I mean, gay. Oh, I mean, no, blind. The, oh yeah. No, the guy. You know the guy I'm talking about. The guy who was in that solo. The, anyway, Han
2: Solo. She was.
1: She was uh, she's quite Pope a climber. I solo. guess. Ah, I don't know how useful that is. I mean, it hasn't really played a role in her life at all. But uh, anyway, it's. I don't know, Jake. I, I can see. That I can see an argument in both directions on that.
0: Well, I'm pretty firm. I, I don't see an <laughs> argument really the other way.
1: But some adults hate Disneyland or Disney World. They, they don't like going there. There's crowded, there's lines, there's expensive, you know. But then others, there is a member of the Salt Lake media who has a pass, a year round pass to go there because he loves going there so often.
0: See, I I know there are a lot of people this way, so I will tread uh, very lightly, uh, as, as non judgy as I possibly can. Well, let me put it this way I don't, I don't understand the adult disney fixation
1: well i think a lot of times it's it's connected to the kids but but there's also no no, no i i know, know but there's there. yeah,
0: yeah like i uh i worked with a dude once that that's what he did on his you know yearly vacation or whatever i mean is <laughs> like disney cruise disney world disneyland he was doing some sort of disney experience like wearing around disney clothes yeah i know the the kid part i understand gordon I get that. Like that, it makes even more sense to me now that I'm a parent. But I don't get the the adult obsession. And again, I so, tread lightly because I realize there are a lot of people out there this way. I realize. I just don't understand it. That's it. I'm not coming well, so, at you. I just don't get it.
1: Sometimes adults, uh, they never lose the kid within. Okay. All right. But I will say this. Uh, You know, if you go there and and I'm always uh, astounded by how many people are there for how how much it costs to go there. But I think a lot of people do save up. They save up to go there. But uh, be prepared for that eighteen dollar cheeseburger. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Sven brings up an interesting point says, I agreed with Jake that we should wait until they can remember, but I gave in, and I'm glad I did. There is, uh, there is magic when little girls see their favorite characters in person that is lost on older kids.
1: Oh, good point.
2: Well, yeah. there's, there's companies that will come out to your birthday party.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: I, I get that. <laughs>
0: but the selfish side of me says, well, that's still all about me, and if I'm going to waste a bunch of money on a memory for me, there's, I don't know if that's it. Although he makes a very compelling argument, because the, there is a, a true joy in uh, the joy of your children. I, uh, again, something that I uh, finally understand after becoming a parent. But, so but I, Jake, I, that that is a compelling argument, Sven.
2: If she doesn't know disappointment, then she'll never know true joy. Oh, here we go. Wow. The good book says. No, I say, and Pixar. <laughs>
0: Man, they they that that Disney though they they do compel loyalty, don't they?
1: Sure seems. like mean, that's a way to put it. Yeah,
0: uh, and you're willing to go to great lengths to give them your money. You gotta you gotta take your hat off to them, right? I
1: mean, pretty I mean, incredible. I buy, buy, buy one of theirs and put it on. I mean, nice.
0: I I bought I I came to Disney on Ice here at the arena, and I paid thirty five bucks or something for a bubble flashlight. I mean. <laughs> I did
2: it. That is $8 on Amazon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know how much it was, but I, you know what? And that here, here's the, that was more about me than it was her too. It's like, I'm giving yeah. you something. Yeah. This is, this yeah, is a, a dad daughter experience and I'm going to bribe you. What do you want?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way it is. Jake, he, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a guarantee for you. Absolute guarantee. Whenever you take, the little ones to Disneyland or Disney World, you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna you're gonna walk away and say, All right, I may need to take out a second mortgage on my home, but I but that was worth
0: it. Is uh, is Disneyland like Lagoon where you can bring in your own beer? No? <laughs> no. Well you can then I'm not
2: bring in your own clothing. Uh, I'm certainly not gonna have a good time. No, I'm just
0: kidding.
1: Yeah, you have to show up naked, go to the store, and buy a bunch of Disney gear. Yeah, you gotta you know?
2: go to the bippity boppity boutique. <laughs> I ever tell you the time?
0: This was years ago. You you actually can. We we heard the rumor that you can bring beer into Lagoon, and this would be a, this will be a, a short story. So we did. I was I was in my uh, early twenties, and we. We didn't know officially, so it was one of those things where we, we just got in, and we were getting a, a locker for our other stuff, <laughs> and and we, we get it out of our, our bag or whatever, and we see these two cops walking by. And it was like, all right, guys, moment of truth. Either that rumor was true or that rumor was not, and we're about to find out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Keep it in the brown bag for a moment.
0: <laughs> it was one of those things where it was like I'd rather find out now than later when I could be in real trouble you know so maybe this is a good thing. like here who did we hear this from again? Well well, all right, we're gonna find out. Here we go. Anywho All
1: right
0: Kind of a funny story.
1: Oh, that was good.
0: All right uh, should we get into the split story of the day? Random start to the show today. oh I'm this, digging is, this it. is
1: like the happiest place on earth.
0: Oh uh, yeah, something like that. I like the Simpsons joke about that. Have you ever seen that where uh, Krusty the Clown goes, "I'm going to the happiest place on earth," and they said, and he goes, "Tijuana." <laughs> so now, anytime I hear somebody say that, I automatically think of Tijuana. Well, there's guess who owns the m- Simpsons? There's right? a
1: lot of there's a lot of mice down
0: there. Disney does. Yeah, it's on the Disney Plus. So Disney owns because the they bought Fox, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's let's get to the split story of the day.
3: Two guys, two topics, two 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 opinions. Two. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Donovan swings to Bogdanovich. Good look. Angle left three. Perfect. Bogey's got 31. And all of a
1: sudden, this is an 11 point game. Rudy comes for an open side pick and roll.
3: Donovan rises into a mid range jumper and got it. 33 for Donovan Mitchell. Seven point game, 213 to play. Donovan driving into the lane, snakes it around the outside, comes back to the corner, fires the three. Got it! 119, 115. He throws by Neto are good. Donovan with 40, goes coast-to-coast with minimal resistance. Lays it up and in, will finish with 42. It's quite a scoring run by Donovan Mitchell over the last four games. But this
1: loss... Changes the complex of the Western Conference ever so slightly. I
3: think the biggest thing for us is just coming out the gate with the mindset. I can't say we had that throughout the whole game. We, we got there, you know, but, you know, we can't, when you have two, you know, elite guards uh, attacking the way they do and getting shots the way they do, we got to all be connected and all be locked in. and can't just rely on just Royce or just Rudy or, or whatever. We all got to be focused in, whether it's getting back in transition, uh, stunning at the ball. And I think that, has to be our focus from the jump. All right, Donovan Mitchell
0: uh, continued continued his run of uh, scoring a bunch of points, uh, but the Jazz lose. Gordon the first loss at home since New Year's Eve. They lose to the Wizards, one twenty five to one twenty one. Donovan, as you heard David say, uh, had forty two. Bogdanovich with thirty three. But uh, the issue, Gordon, as uh, has often been in their losses, uh, as few as they are this year, was certainly defense. And it was a problem against uh, the Wizards in matchup number one a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yes, it was. So you use the word matchup there. Do you think this is a matchup problem? I mean, because obviously the Wizards are not as good as the Jazz against the rest of the league. But when these two teams play, the Jazz seem to suffer. Um, and cer- certainly I, they did defensively.
0: I've been debating that, Gordon, in my mind, because that's kind of a, something the natural comes up. Like, are the Wizards just a bad matchup, or was it something, you know, something else, something more random? And I, I don't know if I've come to a conclusion. Uh, although I will say that the the Jazz team we watched last night was they're they're tired, Gordon. And I know yeah. people go, well, no excuses. The other team has to do it too. That's what Gwen Snyder said last night, and that's all right. I got it. But we're talking about the Jazz, not the Wizards. And that Jazz team was out of gas. I mean, we're seeing Royce O'Neal, who's not going to play tonight because of rest. And he was um, noticeably not 100% at, like, the beginning of the game. And so there's a player that you count on the most on the whole team to slow down the other team's best player or best players. And, you know, that went against the Jazz. The fact that they were so shorthanded really hurt them because – In games, and Locke laid this out really, really well, but in in games where they're just smoking these teams, Gordon, it's because their third quarters, for example, are so good because the starters do what the starters do, and then when the rotational players come in and the other team has a fall-off, the Jazz are just smacking around the other teams in those minutes, right? Yeah. And last night that's not the case because you're bringing – you're not bringing in uh, Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson. You're bringing in Mie Aoni and Trent Forrest.
1: Well, one thing is for certain, and this is your point, last night the Wizards bench absolutely destroyed the Jazz bench.
0: The worst output by the Jazz bench this whole season, Gordon. But but that's not a surprise, right?
1: Yeah, because that bench had been altered. Uh, but, yeah, I guess if we're looking for reasons, well, that was certainly one. And then the other one, because ordinarily you think, okay, with the Wizards, Tremendous guard line, explosive guard line, and they what they get fifty nine last night uh, combined on the Jazz, so the Jazz couldn't stop those guys, but they couldn't stop the bench players either. I mean, this was this was a, a thorough beatdown, and and I agree with you on the fatigue factor, but then how do you explain the Jazz mounting the comeback that they did?
0: So part of it. And let me give you a stat that uh, Tyson gave us last night. All right, and I'm going to ask you a really uh, a question that has a very complex answer, but I'm looking for a simple one. Okay, so it's not the only answer, but I'm looking for a simple answer here. Okay, Utah's first quarter and the final eight minutes of the fourth, they were a combined twenty-five of forty-one for sixty-one percent. Now outscored Washington seventy-three to forty-nine. In the 28 minutes in between, they were just 16 of 44, 36 percent, and were outscored 76 to 48. So diagnosing that, I think, is the combination of a bunch of different things. But, but can you think of maybe one of the most simple explanations or, or part of the explanation could be?
1: Uh, Donovan Mitchell was feeling it.
0: The part of it, not exactly what I'm looking for, but yeah, yeah, uh-huh. part of it. And him being cold in the middle there didn't right. help, so I, I'm uh-huh. not disagreeing with you. Okay, so but,
1: what But you their
0: guys were on the floor and playing hard. Their best players were on the floor at the beginning of the game and playing hard. Their best players were on the floor at the end of the fourth quarter and playing hard.
1: Okay.
0: And so when when they're filling in and trying to, you know, have two starters on the floor at one point or three or whatever and they're going back and forth, you know, they just couldn't find it when their guys were out there playing together and playing hard, because I do think they wanted to get off to a good start and see if they could run away. And in the fourth, they tried to win the game. They they All did, right. uh-huh. and and they came up short. So that's that's my oversimplified explanation. Certainly Donovan and his game, which was a really weird one to get to 42 because he missed, uh, you know, like 10 shots in a row there in the middle, which is very strange. So, of course, I, I'm with you. That That certainly had something to do with it. But I think when they went to their other guys – They just didn't have the firepower.
1: Yeah. That was, yeah. I mean, that, the point you just made was obvious to anybody who watched the game. And, and I, you know, it's not a great, it's not an encouraging sign for those guys who are a little farther down the bench.
0: No, but did we really, I mean, you know, these guys are further down on the bench because, well, let me put it this way. You know, if, if they were better than ninth, tenth, eleventh player on a, on an NBA rotation, they'd be, four, five, or six somewhere else. For the most part. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh-huh. so any team that's going to go this deep onto their bench, they're going to have some issues because the league just isn't that deep where you have ten guys that you can go to and not feel any pinch, you know?
1: Well, the Jazz aren't the only team that has suffered in this way.
0: Sure. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah,
1: this, you. Oh, as, as that game was ending, I went and I checked other teams, and I, I didn't actually make a count, but I looked at some of the some of the better teams in the league that had lost to lesser teams. And I was pretty surprised at how, I mean, it's not on the reg, but it's, it happens more often than you think.
0: Especially you this know? year with, with a lot of jazz.
1: Yeah. A lot stuff. of jazz fans looking at, at the wizards, uh, and, and thinking, okay, how in the world did the jazz lose to this team twice? And uh, this is a part of the overall process. Uh, Although I do think there's a bit of a matchup problem here. I just, we, you and I have talked a lot about jazz perimeter defenders, and I think they have a hard time with those two guys. I mean, And, and for good reason. They're great, good players, especially Beal. But, uh, I mean, we're talking about guys who are very difficult to defend, and I don't think that's a strength of the Utah Jazz. I'm they're, can- they're, you've brought it up often that guys like Mike Conley, who didn't play, but uh, Donovan Mitchell, these you put them up against guys who are bigger than they are, then that's that can be a bit of a challenge. And uh, yeah, so that maybe maybe if the Jazz get matched up against somebody in the playoffs who who has bigger guards who can really score, then that might be a problem for them. But uh, that was clearly evident last night. But the, but the second I want to circle that market, uh, then I start looking at Gafford. Scoring, what do you have? 15 points. Uh, Robin Lopez scoring a bunch of. I mean, doing some positive things for the team. And so, yeah, it uh, you can spread this blame around in a lot of different places. But I think your original point, Jake, is a is is a sound one, that uh, the Jazz just didn't have enough weaponry to withstand that particular matchup on what this was the fourth game in six nights.
0: Yes, and right? so can five and seven right? coming tonight. I learned, yeah.
1: yes, I learned yesterday not to do. My let's not let's not bring that up. Yeah. So I'm anyways, trying to uh, I'm trying to find
0: the tweet and I can't. Gordon, I can go in and get the exact uh, the exact numbers. But the 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 Wizards are randomly good against good teams. They beat Brooklyn twice. They've beat the Clippers, I think, twice. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. But you know this Washington team. This is you know it's speaking to your good teams losing to bad teams on the reg. I mean, this uh-huh, yeah. particular Wizards team is, has beaten some pretty solid teams. So.
1: What are they overall, 20 and 33, something like that? Yeah,
0: but they just uh, have some uh, random, they've got random bad
1: losses too. So if I'm the Wizards, uh, if I'm running that team, I'm going, okay. I mean, you and I have talked about how difficult it is to get out of that that, that sort of mess that they're in right now, but when you see that kind of capability, don't you? Maybe that provides some hope for them to say, "Hey, you know, if if we add this player, maybe maybe uh, maybe that transition can be made." I mean, the Jets just couldn't keep up with them last night for all the reasons that we've been talking about. But the defense, Jake, the defense. Yeah, that was what
3: the are you going to do about that?
0: They've beat. I the, mean, the Wizards. By the way, I'm just looking at this, Gordon. They've beat Denver twice. Uh-huh. Listen to this uh, run of, of five wins in a row. Uh, Boston, Houston, Denver, Portland, Lakers.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: So, I mean. Well, this...
1: Houston's not that impressive. But...
0: No, 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 no. But those other games were good wins. I mean, yeah. they've they've randomly beat some pretty good teams this year. Not making excuses for the Jazz, per se, but more you know, kind of what you're getting into right there, kind of questioning the, the Wizards and why they're not better.
1: So, we, if we apply what we learned from watching that game last night as far as, it it it, it uh, concerns the Jazz moving forward, and by moving forward, I especially mean in the postseason. What do they need to shore up? I mean, it's fairly basic. The defense has to be better. But before we get the defense, they have to be healthy. The Jazz have to be healthy because I don't think they can abide the loss of two key players. What team can? There might be one out there somewhere, but they have to be healthy Therefore, the move tonight to have some guys not play, uh, I can understand that because they've got to preserve their health. They're trying to preserve that number one seed in the West, but those two things might be in conflict with each other. We'll see how it turns out. And then secondly, the defense. That perimeter defense has to be shored up. And that defense all the way around needs to be there. Maybe some of that First point is connected to the second point, but those those are, are two things that I do think are connected. I heard earlier on somebody's show. I'm trying. Sorry, I should give credit, but who was it who was talking to Andy Bailey today? Was that, I think that was Hanson Scotty, wasn't it? Not sure. Anyway, uh, he he was he brought up a stat. I think he tweeted out that when Donovan Mitchell shoots the ball more than like 30 times a game or something. The Jazz have a far worse record than they do when he shoots it uh, less than that. But the, I don't think that's necessary or necessarily a reflection on Donovan Mitchell as much as it is he doesn't have to shoot it as much when the other guys are connecting with their shots. And last night there just was not enough help in that regard. They're, they're just I mean, Bogdanovich shot the ball pretty well. Man, he would have tied it if he did that one three-pointer at the end, wouldn't
0: he? It, here's the thing. When, but he missed it. So. I, don't, I don't think Donovan's game is as simple as shot attempts. I, I see what Andy's getting at there. And, for example, I think the first Wizards loss uh, when he had over 40 points, that game I thought he was a little bit more on the selfish side. But this mm-hmm. game where he had 30 shots, I didn't come away from that game feeling that way at all. So I think Donovan's, to your point, and I'm agreeing with you here, I, I think Donovan uh, will, will do what his team – well, I think we can be confident that he'll play the way that is best for his team on a given night. And last night it was apparent that he and Bogdanovich were going to have to carry him home, and it ended uh, up having you know, turning into 30 shots. I didn't think a lot of them were bad shots. You know, I, I, They didn't uh, come way outside the offense, those sorts of things. I didn't come away thinking that was a bit of a selfish performance. You know, Do you so there were so times I think it's when he it's oversimplified. Sorry, Gordon, no, real quick, I think it was oversimplified just to look at his shot attempts. Um maybe I'd have to go back and, and review the game, but not not really the come to memory. With you?
1: Hmm. I, I got a little inkling of that here and there, but uh but uh, but he was busy trying to save his team. And yeah, the one for twelve stretch in the middle didn't really help. But uh you know, he started so strong and then he finished strong. But uh, his team was desperate last night. And it's weird to say against, what, the 13th place team in the East. But that's the way it was. Uh, th- this is, I, I do, I, I do buy into the whole thing that the Jazz, and this is a strength and a weakness. A bunch of guys have to play well for that team to to, to achieve its goals. Uh, I, I don't think they can get by with just Seven Donovan going off for a bunch of points, although I think it's fun to watch.
0: <laughs> but not they're not, to your point, they're not elite with, with a one-man show. You know, what makes the Jazz elite is the way that they
1: play. So then do you trust the other guys to play that way when the pressure is on? Certainly they've done it for the lion's share of the regular season, but do you trust them? To do it uh, when they when they need to, because if they don't, Jake, then we may see more games like last night.
0: I don't think we. I don't think we will. That's my opinion. As as long as everybody comes back and healthy. I mean, losing two yeah. of their key guys, including an all star. Yeah, that's pretty. Important. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. All right, stay mm-hmm. tuned. We'll have more big show coming up next. 97.5 and twelve eighty. The zone. Ah! This one goes out to Tyson. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is from the Goofy movie. It's a Total Request Tuesday, your favorite Disney songs. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight. go to livenation.com. I remember when this movie came out, and this is a legit good song. Like, I, I it, it will be in my brain for a month, but it's yeah. not... It's not you know what? It's not a bad song.
2: The, the, this is uh, Powerline. Powerline, that's the right. The real name is Tevin Campbell, but Powerline is the the rock star in the show. And he has this song and another song that, that bumps really well.
0: Uh, and is this the song they did, the, the cast to, the fishing yes. cast? Yes, this that is that the final the, song, yeah. That becomes the dance.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going I'm to admit something that might be a little bit embarrassing for me. Uh-oh. What what's your what what are some of your favorite Disney songs? Since that's our theme, I mean, do you have one that really stands out?
2: Uh, um, I like stand out from Goofy movie.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Jake, I mean, okay.
2: Um,
0: I don't. I mean, Disney. Yeah, I uh, I like lots of them. Now, let me put it that way. How about that?
1: Do you like? I mean, should I be embarrassed? The fact that I like that song from Aladdin when they're yeah, soaring uh-huh. through the air on the magic carpet—a whole I new can
2: world. Show you the
1: world.
0: <laughs> should I Vomit. be embarrassed? It is. It is one of their more more cheesy. You know,
2: I, uh, give me. Give Tell me, me, princess.
0: Now, now is. <laughs> Give me uh what Mrs. Potts, Angela Lansbury singing "Tale as Old as Time." Yeah, oh, old. Yeah, that that, is, that, that didn't mean. feel as cheesy as okay. a whole new world. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right.
0: To, to me, am I way yeah. off on that? <laughs> no, I like
2: that one too. "Murder Be, She Wrote" singing "Tale as Old as Time" was not as cheesy as well. A whole and new world.
0: and uh, uh um our guy uh Lenny Briscoe singing "Be Our Guest" is is pretty new awesome. V-M, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i
3: ah. yes.
0: I'll tell you what, that Jerry I Orbach when I was couldn't brilliant. Remember when I, couldn't, brilliant. when
1: I couldn't remember his name? Remember that, Austin, when I was struggling to come up with it? Or actually, that was the other guy. Who was the guy who was the clock? Cogsworth. Yeah, Cogsworth. Yeah. Anyway, Jake, I think you're on target with that, even though we're not getting Austin's approval. So,
3: no,
2: I, like no, I like them see, all. I like them all. They just are cheesy. I mean, anything from Moana is great.
0: What's-his-name wrote all that music. Lin-Manuel Miranda.
1: Oh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, I mean, look, I, I know we can sort of make fun of it a little bit, but, I mean, Disney has a lot of resources. And money doesn't always turn into the product you want, but it usually doesn't hurt.
0: All right, so get that going. You can tweet out Austin Horton. At Jake Scott Zone and uh, at Gordon Monson. If uh, if you want to get your favorite Disney, I'm already team, regretting. Yeah, it. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see how we'll see how uh, Total Request Tuesday goes today. Um, Gordon Gordon, uh, since we're on a little bit of a shorter segment, uh, what makes this game tonight interesting? What what is storyline numero uno? Not looking for a huge list, just one reason why you will be dialed in tonight to the Jazz and the Thunder.
1: Well, I would have an answer that I'm not sure is the correct answer now. But the, but before I answer that, tell me which Jazz players are missing this game tonight.
0: Royce O'Neal due to uh-huh. rest. Joe uh-huh. Ingles with uh-huh. knee soreness. And then Jordan Clarkson is doubtful with uh-huh. ankle, uh, sprained ankle.
1: Okay. So... I would ordinarily say it'll be fun to see what it, what it'll look like when they go deeper into the bench, but I think I kind of got that answer last night, didn't I?
0: Um, yeah, so somewhat. I mean, players can play better, you know. I mean, it's not like just a one-off thing. Like Trent Forrest gets ten minutes, and it's like that's it. <laughs> I don't know if the ABA still exists, but you're going to be playing there next week.
3: <laughs> Convergence
1: is hiring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're judging too harshly, too quickly. Is that what you're saying?
0: Not not we, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I am because uh, I was not impressed last night by what I saw.
0: Can't we just close the book on all those guys? <laughs> Pull a Gene Hackman uh, ne- <laughs> next time and just play with four. Now my my team's on the floor. Oh, boy. <laughs> Don't bother, Trent. Don't bother. Uh, you so that was- stay right there. We're going to play four.
1: Okay, so that would be that would have been my answer, but now that you've ridiculed uh, the fact that I don't want that to be my answer, now uh, no, no, know. I, I,
0: okay, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll be serious here for a moment. Seeing those players and what they're capable of, I do think is interesting. I mean you know, if for nothing else, then for future purposes, right? You only get a certain amount of bites at the apple when it comes to opportunities, when you're trying to play your way onto an NBA roster, what can you go do with that? And if heaven forbid, knocking on wood here, you know, they were short a player or two when it really mattered, you know what these players are capable of. So uh, all Uh, jokes aside, I, I don't think that's a bad answer.
1: Okay. And then, uh, I would be, I'm always curious to see how many points Donovan Mitchell can score. And I know that might not be <laughs> the best path for the Jazz to win, but if if the rest of the team struggles the way most of it struggled last night, then I think it would be fun to see Donovan Mitchell go for 60. All right,
0: so you you led right into the one thing that really interests <laughs> me, and the, I will not. This will not be a popular opinion, but as you know, I pick players that I kind of like and follow uh, around the uh, the NBA. Yeah. And one of those players, and the reason why Donovan Mitchell will not score sixty points tonight, <laughs> is Lou Dort. Yeah. Comes out of Arizona State, goes undrafted, plays his way into a key role last year on a playoff team by doing all of the dirty work, and has a better offensive game than uh, than people thought. I'm not calling it good, mind you, but it's it's not bad either. And uh, the dude is just a, a 100% player all the time, which I always respect. And he's going to go out there and, and guard the toughest assignment on the other team, which tonight will be Donovan Mitchell, and I bet he makes Donovan work for it. And Donovan... Is I I think fatigued himself, so I how I think that oh, absolutely I'm I'm certainly not uh, 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 blaming the guy, but I think he's he might be in for a tough night. I really think that. Yeah.
1: Do you remember what the result was? Uh, not, I mean, I know the Jazz won, but what? How did that matchup go in their first uh, meeting? Uh, when was that? All the way back in December? Have they played since then?
0: Well, Gordon, give me a second. Or I'll bring up the entire schedule.
1: I just thought. Uh, I remember a game where I was really impressed with, uh, with Dort. Um, but, uh, let's see, I'll check it myself because you may not know this, but I Google, I've always Googled Dort was, uh, let's see. He had uh, 26 points. Oh yeah. he, he had a great night. I don't know how he did defensively. Let's see how, uh, how Donovan did in that game because you know I google he yeah. had 20 he had 20 what 20 points
0: 20 yeah. points on eight of 23 shooting mm-hmm. and two of 10 from three so that was not so, an easy night
1: so your prediction is on point I think
0: <clears throat> anyway if, I I like players like that in the league you know I, I think general managers are are constantly on the lookout for players just like Lou Dort and maybe they don't get the max contracts uh, because they don't have the glam stats, you know. But he's going to play a really important role someday on a really good team.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. He's the kind of player that you love, Jake. Yeah, a guy who plays uh, plays his heart out at both ends, and uh, as you suggested. So we'll see. I mean, yeah. So the over/under on Donovan scoring tonight? Would you? Is it fewer than twenty-five?
0: I don't know, because they're shorthanded, so he's going to take a lot of shots again tonight. In theory, right? Uh, because they're not going to have... Uh, well, Royce obviously doesn't take a ton of shots, but uh, Joe takes a fair amount, and Jordan Clarkson takes a fair amount. So Mike Conley comes back, and Mike can help with those that load, and we'll see if Bogdanovich can keep up uh, uh, his, his pace, because he played really well last night. But I think Donovan's going to have to take plenty of shots. So
1: I don't know I if memory. I bet the
0: under on 25, but...
1: My memory is a little blurred on that. I don't remember all the specifics of that game. I do remember that Dort played well, and the uh, the Jazz won by one point, Jake. So that was a real battle. Whew! I don't know what that uh, portends for tonight's game, with uh, with the weaponry the Jazz are without.
0: Well, I think the future of Oklahoma City is really fascinating from a franchise standpoint. Because the amount of assets that they have stockpiled <laughs> is a remarkable, yeah. remarkable. I mean, starting with Paul, convincing Paul George to re-sign in Oklahoma City. I mean that that was the the best move Sam Presti's ever made, and that's the guy <laughs> who drafted Kevin Durant, because they got just a haul from that, and then a big time haul from unloading all their other players. And so now they, they're really poised. They've got a couple of building blocks in Gilgis Alexander and, uh, in my opinion, Lou Dort, Where, uh, but particularly Gilgis Alexander that you can build around that dude and with the type of assets. And, you know, they're never going to make all those draft picks, so they're just going to flip those for, for players that can come in and help them win. I'm, I am fascinated to see what happens with the Thunder going forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, certainly it, uh, it looks bright for them as they build. As they continue to build and they have that opportunity, as you suggested, to do so.
0: Just maybe not tonight.
1: You think the Jazz are just wiped out?
0: Yeah, I do. But I think they'll still win. I mean, if you've looked at the, the lineup that Oklahoma City is bringing to the table, I mean...
1: Who are they missing? Are they missing uh, well, Gilgis Gildas
0: Alexander, which yeah. is one of the only consequential, really consequential players left on the team. I mean, let's see... Uh, Moses Brown should be their starting center tonight. Gordon <laughs> Darius uh, Baisley uh, should uh, also get the start. Um, Theo Maldon—I don't yeah. even know if I'm saying that correctly—but he's likely starting tonight. So is I mean, M- Maladon. Maladon, no. thank you.
1: Well, then that underscores your point even more about Dort. He's—he's he's their key guy tonight for sure.
0: Well, and so. he is not a shooter, so. It is. It, it might be a long one for the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. Maladon was uh, the 34th pick in the draft. How about that? All right. Uh, we want to remind you about our good friends at Zero Res. Uh, give them a call, 801-288-9376. Uh, they've got a great deal going right now for our zone listeners, $33 per room clean. Again, 801-288-9376. That's 801-288-ZERO. More next, 97.5 and
3: 1280 The Zone. You can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 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 Get down to business To defeat the Huns You're the saddest bunch I ever met But you can bat
0: Mulan going out to Parker. Welcome I on back. It's the big show. Make a man you Gordon hate Monson, this. Gordon <laughs> Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You hate this so much. You know what Mulan was this not? This is
2: Donny Osmond, man. Is it really?
0: Uh, yeah. It just wasn't my favorite Disney flick. Which one? The new one or the old one? Oh, I haven't seen the new one. That's not worth it. Honestly, wow, we're really going to talk a lot of Disney today, aren't we?
2: <laughs> just how they'd
0: like it. My, my hot take on the, the new live action uh, cartoons, I haven't liked any of them.
2: oh what? None of them?
0: Beauty and the Beast was kind of... Oh okay, no, that's terrible! What about
2: Jungle Book? Th- they ruined the ending. Hated it. Okay. And you didn't care for the Lion King shot-for-shot shot remake? No, not
0: really. <clears throat> and we, I think we watched Aladdin, but the fact that I don't I remember entirely to, should say something too.
2: I like the Aladdin one. It was it was all right,
0: all right. Benny, you sure Andy, saw
1: a lot of them for a guy who hasn't, doesn't really like them.
0: You know, unlike you, I don't pout to get my way with movies, so I get <laughs> encouraged to to see some of these things by the, the other of, other people in my life.
1: The only one of those that I saw was uh, was the uh, the Mulan remake. I don't I don't think I've seen any of the other. Oh wait, I did see, did see Beauty and the Beast. Is that's one with Emma Stone or who is it? Who was in that one? Emma Emma Watson. Watson, yeah. Yeah, I saw that one, too.
2: Emma Thompson. Hey, Gordon, how about this?
1: Hey, I like her. She's funny.
0: I know uh, yesterday you were unimpressed by something that uh, has only happened four times in the entire history of the sport. (laughs) But how about this? Are you impressed with this? Something that, to my knowledge, has never happened in two sports that are similar. All right? Okay. North... Texas softball pitcher Hope Troutween? I know I'm getting that right. Is that, is that I close? I think that's right, yeah. All right. Uh, Gordon, she threw, well, a perfect game would be nobody gets on base, right? What's a perfect game if you strike out everybody? 21 consecutive strikeouts.
2: That's called an immaculate game. Is it really? No, I just
0: made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know, because I don't think it's ever happened before. And she didn't get to three balls once.
1: Yeah, but did did she suffer any foul balls? Oh,
0: <laughs> is that really where? Did you're...
2: Did she suffer that, any foul balls? Is no. that where
0: you're where you're drawing the line? Like, did no did the bat not make contact with the ball once? <laughs> How about that, Gordon's first reaction is. Pff. Were there any foul balls? Because if there were, I I just. You're doing this on purpose, You are doing this on purpose.
2: (laughs) A 7 10 split push up.
0: (laughs)
1: 21 consecutive strikeouts. She didn't get to three balls once. So, Mike, look, the 7 10 split, uh, uh, that's terrific. Because, you know, I'm a bowler and I can. Gordon even said, I
0: think I've done that. He said that.
1: But, but, but. Stop it. what I, did. What, no. What I had to complain about was the fandom of the announcer. Oh,
2: my God. Who, it's bullying. And was excited about something that never happens. They're all drunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but- if, if Austin will play that again, I we will not. Will, we we will hear you, you
0: ruined it. You did ruin it. It was supposed to be <laughs> really everybody. fun, and it's just like, oh, wow,
2: well, I just oh, don't see suffer any soft foul balls. It's not really that great. Is it? If, I mean, I picked up a seven ten split before. I tell I, you about, I could hit a softball foul ball.
0: Did I tell you about when I bowled uh, when I was an eighth ninth grader. I mean, I just uh, I, I really hit those pins. I mean, I, I hit a grand love, slam
1: left handed. I used to love going to Grady. Man, that's where see, we bowled. See, we, 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 we bowled had there.
0: a we had a hilarious call uh, in pro bowling of something that didn't that never happens. And and to add to how hilarious it was, the guy goes right into a read. He goes right in, and that is
2: our spare of the game brought to you by. <laughs> I mean, it it's wasn't just, their spare of the it game? It was
0: just hilarious and amazing in so many ways. <laughs> because I could do that. I did
3: uh,
1: that. Look, I'm just saying that if she, yeah, maybe she struck everybody out, but, you know, if if, if batters were fouling the ball off left and right, then they were this close.
0: <laughs> what? 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 I'm just beside
2: myself right now. I don't know what to do.
1: Nah, I'm kidding. That's quite an accomplishment
2: the Best feat of a pitcher in history. That's, that's that's like saying I follow Jennifer Lawrence on Twitter, so therefore I'm this close. <laughs> Did they foul any off? <laughs> Twenty
0: one consecutive strikeouts.
1: Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Do we have the call on that one? And are the announcers announcers going (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: Gordon, you realize they weren't the the bowlers home announcers, right? They were like independent bowling announcers. They weren't. They were rooting to see something that's never happened. In fact, don't you have that opinion all the time? I just love it when you're watching history and history be made. You, You say that all the time.
1: I do, but I don't want it. I don't want it all messed over with a bunch of
0: woo! They're watching history. They're excited
2: about something that's never, or excuse me, it's happened four times, ever, five, including Gordon. Oh, pardon. At, at what, what was it? Derbies, Gravies, and yeah, the, the
0: announcer, who's probably a passionate bowling fan, loses his mind because it's so unique.
1: Yeah, it just, uh, sorry, what ruined it for me was just the way they were overcooking it. I understand that it was- Like Al
2: Michaels did at the Olympics.
0: I said the same thing. Did really- yes, I did the same thing because Al <laughs> Michaels said, yes! And Gordon said, no, that one's okay for some uh, unexplainable reason. That's fine. Because <laughs> it took down the Russians. Because it, it fits into his nice nostalgia memory bank. USA. Right, where this bowling thing is the exact same thing and it's, oh, it's totally different.
1: What did Pete say? Who do you think you are? I am. I like that one better. At least that was coming from the man himself. Not
2: well, from- well, Jake and I send our amazing congratulations out to Miss Troutweiner. Or That's however you yeah, say it. It's that, pretty
0: that incredible. Is, that is. And
2: we would really. not. Gordon says work harder
0: next yeah, time. No, Try to no, not kidding. let them make contact at all next time. I'm kidding. It was, Take it seriously, was pretty Nicole. good, but not really.
1: Although if you guys have watched much uh softball, you know that the pitchers often are quite dominant.
2: This has literally never happened. Ever. What? So they're not that dominant. They are dominant, right, right, but they're right. not that dominant. Not right. yeah, why
0: do, not not <laughs> <Like that? laughs> why do you have to knock it down? Like that? Why
2: do you have to knock it down a peg?
1: You know, little Lucy, she got uh, run over in the driveway.
2: I'm going to run over drop of the day. I'm going to little Lucy drop of the day. Is what I'm gonna I do. think drop of the day just needs to go. Yeah, it's going it's run over like that. I, we <laughs> just can't have any fun
0: with the segment anymore. I just think oh, it needs look, to go. Oh,
1: I'm just kidding. That's, uh, that's a terrific accomplishment.
0: We're going to talk to uh, Josh Edwards coming up next. Uh, he covers the draft for What's CBS Sports. <laughs> you know, the NFL is an
2: easier draft to cover. there are four days of it try it on a deadline (laughs) we're going to talk to
0: him next about what to expect from Zach Wilson stay tuned 97.5 and 1280 The Zone